<laughs> What's up, sluts? Welcome back to Thy Queendom Come. I have tried to do this fucking intro like 30 times, <laughs> but the construction in the midst of me fucking up and also the construction that's happening right outside of my window right now, but that's, that's just what you get. So if it comes back, we're just going to roll with it. That and also, I know you're dying to know how I'm doing. <laughs> I know you guys are all dying to know how I'm doing and I just got over a couple of days with norovirus and it's no fucking joke. Uh, Make sure you're washing your hands and um, (laughs) make sure you're taking care out there. So I'm like coming back to coming back to life right now. So it's a great fucking day. Welcome to paradise. Welcome to the dungeon. And not only am I so excited that I'm no longer shitting myself, I am also excited because today's episode is with my witchy sister, all things witchy shit, Ella Shantae, who is the director of new business for PS Group. They do creative marketing for sex workers. They actually did my creative marketing, my website. So if you haven't checked that out, thyqueendom.com. Some of you sluts spend all fucking day on my website, so you already know these people. You already fucking love these people. (laughs) So in today's episode, Ella Shantae and I are sitting down. I met her at XBiz, and I knew within two seconds that she was a witchy sister. And as I've gotten older, as I've been in this industry, I've just learned how important it is to protect our energy for everyone. So it's a really fun conversation. Enjoy that. And also join me next week for a very special reflective episode because next Thursday, March 7th, marks three fucking years of Thy Queendom Come. Holy shit. (laughs) Three years that Thy Queendom has been in existence. And it is also my 30th fucking birthday. Holy shit. I cannot wait for people to be like, oh my God, you're in your 30s for literally the next 10 years. (laughs) Uh, And with that, enjoy the episode, bitches. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Dreams can come from nightmares too. The queendom will take over you. Ella Shantae. There we go. Yeah, Ella Shantae my- with PS Group. Oh, oh my gosh. Is this my coming out party? Is this your coming out party? Oh my gosh. You're helping me come out into my authentic name. That feels <laughs> really fucking special. I'm so honored. I had no idea that. Yeah. It feels real because somebody else said it. Uh, Do you know? Well, I'm going to say it and... People are going to hear it, and I hope that and it encourages subs, other people. Like, No, and your subs should be paying you to say it, too. Fuck yeah. <laughs> My man asked if you were, like, a dom as well, and I was like, honestly, she should be. Ish? <laughs> Tendencies? Ish? I mean... Your dummy mommy qualities are <laughs> definitely used in your life, just not with the sluts. You help, like, yeah. you work so much with us. 
Yeah, it's a hustle. It's it's a hustle. You, you know, in our industry, you have to come in as your authentic self because everybody's going to know right away if you're real or fake, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And with my personality, my personality is a strong personality. I'm not a weak bitch. No, you are you not. Know? <laughs> and I know that guys are going to come in try to talk to me that's fine but what do you why are you talking I like gifts why isn't why aren't you asking me what I want to drink do you know what I mean compliments best via cash uh apologies via cash (laughs) I take yeah yeah so I (laughs) so I'm just like that because you kind of have to be a little bit of a dick in this industry as a woman, because we, even though we're running everything, the men, you know, they're, we're outnumbered. So we have to go in and take charge. That's why I've said for a long time that sex workers and women, specifically sex workers and, mm-hmm. and within the sex work industry, all have a streak of dommy mommy in them that's rather large, even if they don't play the dominant role or they don't typically identify as a dominant. Yeah. They are very well acquainted with their masculine side because they are yes. females in an industry that is already persecuted by the world and that is still largely ran by men. And so Mm -hmm. they have to fight like hell to exist in spaces and to articulate themselves and to to meet people wherever they are in every industry and make themselves approachable and make themselves heard. Even people, women at Expos who are who are academics who study Mm -hmm. sex work or people who work in banking that advocate for sex work. Those women as well have to be fierce as shit, yeah. like so far and beyond. Yeah, you can't you can't come into this industry uh, thinking small, making yourself small to try to appease somebody else's ego. You're going to burn out. You're going to get exhausted real quick from kissing ass and saying yes, because at that point you're working for them. You're not working for yourself. So, Mm. you know, and this is exactly why I wanted (laughs) to bring you on today. I wasn't, I hadn't even really started the episode and we've been recording for for five minutes. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing with me and our listeners. I met Ella Shantae (laughs) fucking coming out party. Coming out I'm, party. Yes, <laughs> something to celebrate. I met Ella Shante at Xbiz, and within a like 30 seconds, we were talking about how we were protecting and preserving our energy in the space and how much of it there was. And I was like, oh wow, you are my people. I'm pretty sure you had uh, I'm pretty sure you had like Palo Santo in your purse. <laughs> like- Honey, I carried like two different versions of Florida water. I had my stones. <laughs> and- I had my sage. I might my phone case is evil eye and Hamsa. Like I am I gotta go and protect it. I have to. 
<laughs> and it shows. It shows. You just have this bright uh, aura and strong energy and just kind and grounded. And I have actually been wanting to, to incorporate more witchy practices in my dungeon and also mm -hmm. for myself. And you started pulling stones out of your purse, start pulling crystals out of your <laughs> purse. And I was like, this is what I want, you know, and being in this in, a sex worker and in this industry. And I think everybody in general, we want ways to protect ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Holistic sure. ways. And I want, I want to pick your brain. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I will answer any and all questions about that, especially about protection. Like talent gives so much of themselves, you know, physically. And that can tap into like your mental, your emotional, and I'm not talent. So if I'm working with you or if I'm helping you out or I'm around you even, I feel like it's my obligation to make sure that I'm coming with love and light, to make sure that my energy is super, super high, super relaxed, super fun, and you can draw from me if you need to. I had to learn <laughs> to let people take my energy, but to call it back at the end of the night. Like, okay, sweetie, you've had enough. <laughs> and I think that's a, the big thing. People are not calling back their energy. Oof. You know? And I think that that's so important for sex workers, but I also think that's so important for everyone. Everyone, Absolutely. every day is regardless of what they do mm -hmm. for a living. We are constantly giving our energy to people. And I am such an empath myself and feel very strongly. I feel my own emotions and I feel everyone else's emotions around me. And yeah. part of that is what makes me so good at my job, being able to truly meet my, my subs where they are and in this mm -hmm. space. But it's so important for me to be able to, at the end of the day, give that to them and take what's mine and protect my own energy. Yeah. You got to recharge. Got to recharge. And first before, so you said that you're not talent. And so just for everybody listening, why don't you just kind of, how <laughs> did you uh, end up at XBiz and in this industry? Oh my goodness. So <laughs> I have a background in styling hair and makeup and my former company needed a makeup artist during ABN. And that's how I got in. I became an event administrator where I was in charge of the booths at the different um, expos and everything. Um, while working with them, we parted way la ways last year. And now I'm with PS Group as the director of new business. So, and with PS Group, as you know, it's yes, I do. You know, Shout out to PS Group. They did my website, thyqueendom.com. Mm -hmm. uh, so Ella is working with with them, and they are a graphic design. What's the look like? The graphic design, yeah, like by sex workers for sex workers. Creative agency. At the end of the day, you know, we're helping with your branding photo shoots, websites, you know, it's all encompassing. So we're basically helping you be a better brand. Yeah, which is amazing because as 
our industry has grown. That was one of the really cool things at Xbiz was to see how this industry is an industry. I mean, even my mom went to Avian with me and that was one of the things that she said. She was just blown away. She it's, it's not what people think, you know. There are so many tech Mm-hmm. banking, marketing, like just it, the list just goes on for how many industries this this one all encompasses. And it's it's amazing to have people like you who are informed and dedicated and involved and actually within the community bridging those gaps if that if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely does. You know, there is a place for everybody in this industry as long as you're being your authentic self there's a place for you in one way shape or form you don't have to be talent if you don't want to be talent with covid only fans and online sex work completely blew up which is another reason i think the conversation i've kind of derailed from but that we're going to be getting back to is so important on how to protect yourself energetically because people yeah are every day more and more getting online to sell feet pics or sell videos of them and their partner. And they're doing it consensually and they're, they're realizing it's hot and they can make money doing it. And mm-hmm. so more and more people, even people who wouldn't say they're a sex worker are sex workers because they are selling they are yeah. selling something that somebody is getting aroused to and as more and more people get into it online i don't know if they're so aware of how important it is to protect yourself right. protect your energy and also know yourself and be clear headed with your own boundaries and what it is that you like about the space and what is fun to you what feels good to you what doesn't feel good to you when are you doing something that you normally wouldn't do. That's why I would love for you to, if I, what are some, what are some rituals? Some So for me, I am a spiritual person raised in the church, learned what I needed to learn from them, but then went on my own path. And I learned from my elders different things. So, you know, I have production bracelets. I talked about my phone case. But what I do when I wake up every morning is the start of my protection is affirmations. So Mm -hmm. I'm already setting myself up for greatness because I'm speaking affirmations to myself, looking at myself in the mirror and then reminding myself that I'm a bad bitch. Like literally. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love that. (laughs) You know, so it starts with that and starts with confidence. Then what you want to do is if you're getting on your laptop or whatever, if you're into crystals, you're going to want to get some selenite and you're going to want to get, I always forget the black Selenite. Selenite is like this. So it just helps oh, with yes. like mm-hmm. clearing. Some people like I I have family that actually like use it as like a coffee stirrer. I just amazing. use it. It's like clear, just beautiful energy. Um, so I always have selenite and um, like a tiny little piece of onyx sitting on my laptop, clearing all the energy from the day before. Because Ooh, on your laptop, I like that. I do. I mean, I I figure I'm, you know, communicating with everybody 90% of the time on my laptop. If I'm going to be cleansed, I got to make sure my, you know, hardware is cleansed as well. 
Why not? <laughs> and then I have my sage and I have my singing bowl. So Ooh, yeah, I'm really, trend. yeah, I'm really into vibrations and I immediately make sure that I set my vibrations high because I know as the day goes on, they get lower and lower and lower from all of the stuff that mm. I'm working on or dealing with. So I reset by saging myself, mm. by going and putting cinnamon in my coffee because cinnamon is a protection. You Ooh, know, I read that not long ago. I love that so much. Cinnamon is also for prosperity and abundance. That's yeah. why people were, that's why there was that trend of people throwing cinnamon off of their balcony. Well, so I, that actually, <laughs> it's funny that, because, well, it's, it's funny that you say that because that trend actually came from hoodoo. So in my culture in hoodoo, what we would do the first of the month, as soon as the sun came up is we take a handful of cinnamon and we blow it into our front door, symbolizing prosperity and abundance for the month. Wow. Are you serious? Is that trend came mm -hmm. from? That's where that came from. What a shitty way to but minimize you know what? it. <laughs> but it's, but I, I see what you're saying, but it brings me pride because I that, love that's that. my culture and my heritage. And I'm like, okay, this is a trend, but if they look deeper into it, it's going to lead back to that, that information. And so they're, you know, low key educating themselves, which I, I love it. You know? I love that too. I wish I had been educated on it when I was seeing some of it because it just seems like a, a silly trend when it's not. It yeah. actually has really it's beautiful roots. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a thing. Like, you know, put a horseshoe above your door before, you know, on the outside of your house and that protects your house as well. You know, there's there's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> a lot of things that we do in my culture for protection. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. I yeah. love that so much. So if I wanted to set the space, like say I was going to set my dungeon, I was going to have a sub come in and I wanted to get there early and really prepare right. a We're sacred going... space. What would we do? I'm always thinking about money. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to prepare the space for money. And why we're preparing the uh, space yeah. for money because the stuff has dual purposes. So it protects your energy, but it also brings prosperity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I would do is I would sage with a cinnamon stick first thing because it's protecting and it's also bringing abundance. Okay. If you wanted to burn a bay leaf, you could burn a bay leaf as well. Ooh. You know, let's see what else would I do? I would get vanilla and I would actually use the vanilla as a perfume because vanilla symbolizes sensuality, sex appeal, but also abundance. Ooh, double whammy, triple, like, ooh, mm -hmm. all of it. Right. So, you know, you, now you're thinking like these are all spicy, sexy smells. Yeah. There's candles. The bay leaf is interesting. Mm -hmm. I love that. What is yeah, the bay leaf? Yeah. So the bay leaf, it represents prosperity and it's also as a protection as well. So, you know, let's say you are looking at setting a goal, you know, you can write that goal on your, on the bay leaf and burn it and focus on that goal. Because at that point, after you burn it, it goes out to the universe. You're thanking the universe already for 
what you asked for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the things that, yeah, we do as well. That's beautiful. So you're called your hoodoo. So basically hoodoo is based off of, um, ATR. ATR stands for African traditional religion. It's different from voodoo. Um, it's, it's more into the herbs and living off the land and letting the land and the animals and everything help you in life. So a lot of it was the people that came over and were enslaved. They shared their customs with other enslaved, got jumbled up, and that's basically where <laughs> came from. Wow. Yeah. 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 So what would you, what do you say to people when they do think it's very like voodoo? And I mean, I, I can hear my dad in my head, you know, like, oh, the vibes. Cause I'm always talking about the yeah. vibes and the vibrations yeah. and like, you know, I'm seen as hippy dippy in my own in mm-hmm. my own right. And sometimes I really don't know how to explain to people what it's, I just experienced. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I do you, it's one of those things to where if they have legitimate questions, they're going to align with you energetically. You're going to, you are going to know that you can explain the vibes right away with that person because they're already there with you energetically. Mm-hmm. But those that are, you know, poking fun at, you know, other people's beliefs. And it has happened to me before. I just brush it off because what's understood doesn't need to be explained. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's true. Like I can walk down my street and I can tell all the people that are from the South on my street based (laughs) off of, yes, based off of the color of their house, the type of like decorations that they have in front of their house. Yeah, I can tell because those are protections. Those are protections and they come from the South. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, like I, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've traveled in the South before and you've saw that random house that had like a whole bunch of random like bottles in the front yard. Okay. Coke bottles or whatever. Yes. There is a house that is near where I grew up mm-hmm. and it, I loved driving by it as a kid because it looked like a it, an art piece it's still there yeah. it looks like it's an art it's just bottles can bottles filling the entire yard yeah so that is <laughs> that's a, a protection because what? it's one of those things of like if the spirits are coming they're going to go in those bottles and see and see if there's anything in those bottles before they get to the house yeah wow. it's like a old like wives tales old southern thing yeah that is mm-hmm. that's really cool i had i had no idea I yeah had no idea. i know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now you know you, you may be walking around where you're at now and you see those bottles you're like mm, those are my people those are my people. <laughs> They're protected. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to notice it even, even more now. That's, that's really oh, yeah. cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There's like this blue called haint blue. And 
a lot of decks and stuff would be painted paint blue in the south. Mm -hmm. And that was deter to deter any kind of spirits that would try to come into the house. They wouldn't pass that specific blue color. And it's a very specific blue color. It starts dark, but then it lightens up. It almost it almost gets to it almost looks like a chalky consistency. Wow. Almost. Um, but yeah, they, they would use that in the South as well. So very superstitious down there. And those superstitions were all based from hoodoo. Wow. And they're still very much there mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you were born and raised in the South as well. I was actually born in California in Oceanside. My family, yeah, they were just from the South. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a military brat. So I traveled all around, but I consider like San Diego home. And were your parents deeply religious? My parents were very cool. You know, like they, like my mom still goes to church off and on, but my mom and I were in Amsterdam smoking bowls together too. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. It's balance. <laughs> She's totally going to kill me. I said that, but I don't even care. Keep that in there. So <laughs> That's so funny. How did she feel about you working in the adult industry? She was like my biggest fucking ally. Like That's I was crazy. like, mom, this is what I'm going to be doing. How do you feel about it? And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And so I would often bring her merch back from my former company and she would wear it and she would just look at people and wait for them to judge her. And she's a 62 year old woman. Like she gives zero fucks. Like <laughs> she, like people would be like, oh, what does your oldest daughter do? Like they talk about my, my beautiful baby sister, you know, she's a pastry chef. My brother, he just, my middle, like the middle child, he just like... <laughs> you know, got out of the military. Just He just retired with honors from military and like, oh, that's so awesome. What does the oldest do? Oh, she's in porn. She's in the <laughs> porn industry. And she stops and she just looks at him like, I dare you to say something just so she can educate them. So I love, I love my mom. Like that's, that's, that's my bestie. That is so um, cool. It's very similar to a relationship I have with my mom. I think yeah. it, it's really cool how we are kind of able to show them a generation that was much more like sheltered yeah, um, and didn't have access to this industry the way that it exists today. And like I said, at my mom at AVN, she was just so, uh, she was so shocked and impressed by it, even just yeah. excited yeah. by it. The diversity within the, like within the industry and the coming together of so many different types of people and industries. And it's fucking great to be able to have yeah. your mom and like your, your support team in this industry. Yeah. Truly. I, I feel for so many, so many of my peers who do not have those relationships with. Yeah. When I hear that immediately, because I have no kids. I immediately am like, well, I'm your mom now. Call me mom. I mean, granted, they called me daddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're daddy energy. Yeah. And I even that. had a hat that said daddy on it. So when I had that hat on, they knew I was not to be one to be fucked with. They're like, daddy is here. I was like, yes, the fuck she is. Daddy is here. 
<laughs> I get your strong daddy energy. Did you ever decide to fully to fully make the make the jump into this? You know, being being a dommy daddy, you could be dommy yeah. daddy hundred percent. So funny. I'm gonna like do a poll in like my my Twitter and be like, should I should I do it? Yes or no? Because I have a full wardrobe of leather. I'm such a leather girl. Like, oh, oh, I'm wearing leather right now. I right. That's okay. Because I feel like we're gonna have like another. That's okay. Because we're gonna like do this again, and we're both gonna be wearing leather. There we go. Oh, we should. (laughs) I I live in the tropics. I mean, for me to put on like a little leather bandeau or something, literally just like a leather, a leather pasties on my. There you go. We want leather pasties. (laughs) I need like three of them because my nipples are like bam. Yeah, my well, my titties are super, super fun size, like yin and yang over here. But yeah, I, I mean, and it's fucking working. I'll wear the leather for you next time. How about that? I would love that so much. You. I would love I that you. so much. Yeah. Uh, so Same. I want to know for people listening who are not in this industry but are still interested in creating sort of rituals around even their, their sex lives, like preparing for partners and like after having a partner, what are some witchy ways to prepare and also cleanse ourselves? So I have a rose oil and cinnamon oil. oil. And I know that when I'm ready to get laid, I'm putting both of them on me and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing, but it works, you know? <laughs> like, just like, so in vanilla, yes. Ooh, vanilla. You spicy. said that. I'm down for vanilla and spicy. spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Spicy. It's opening up your pheromones. It's, it's more of the, yeah. Yeah. I'm like very, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit of a brat. In the sense of where I like the dance, I like the the tango, the bachata before like the foreplay and the actual sex and all that kind of stuff. I like teasing you. I like making you like hard to the point to where I see a little bit of pre-cum coming through your pants. I win. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? Oh, and I know that, exactly what you mean. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what I do. I'm like, that. that is like my, I'm like, I'm like dousing myself in that oil. And I'm like, again, you're a bad bitch, but you're also a sexy one. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to find the sexiest song that you like. Not that your partner likes, but a song that every time it comes on, even when you feel like a pumpkin, that song comes on, all of a sudden you are like, Know me Malone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you I are pole master. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. You know, because master. Because you know, with sex, for me, 70% of it is mental. And I am getting my mind ready, and my mind is ready, and it's whoever's responsibility to take over. And stroke my mind before they can stroke any of this. Oof, you 100%. Know? I mean, I would say for most people, I mean, most women at least, like, I mean, sex is yeah. so 
Not even just women. I think it's a, I think it's a shame to say that it's just women. I think for most people, like sex is, is mental and we can, we've done a good job at detaching. You can tell when our bodies and our minds and our hearts are separated from each other. Yeah. But being able to experience that foreplay and trust that your trust your partner and yeah for whatever type of connection you're having to to honor exactly even if it's more casual it doesn't have to be serious but if you're engaging with someone like taking that seriously and having somebody who honors honors that energy and the foreplay starts way fucking outside of the bedroom there's been a huge discourse on twitter this week about women withholding sex from their husbands have you seen that? I have. <laughs> and it reminded me, it reminded me of when I was in college and I had a boyfriend who lived in in my house with my mom and I, and I had two part-time jobs. And I would come home from, you know, working a long day and going to school. And I would come home and he'd be like on the couch watching fight videos, smoking pot and be like dirty (laughs) dishes and laundry piled up. And then he would wonder why I wasn't like wet for him at the end of the night. I was like, foreplay started a long time ago. Have you heard of acts of service? (laughs) Like. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Value. Like you can't just like show up in the bedroom and expect, you know, everything that happened before the bedroom to just kind of go away. Like we have to be in the same place fucking mentally. You have to stimulate my, (laughs) you have to stimulate me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, you have to align your love languages. Yeah, love languages. Leveling learning my love languages was one of the most important things I did years and years ago and helped me understand why I wasn't feeling loved by certain people. I'm like, oh wait, no, they do love me. It's just they're speaking in a different language than I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it, especially when it comes to partnership, you know, finding mm-hmm. someone who is willing to speak your language, but you have to know your own language in order to do that, which is why I think it's so you have to you have to know yourself in order to have great sex in my opinion it starts with with then it starts with you you have to know what you like you have to be brave enough to say what you like no matter how kinky it is yeah yes you have to be able to trust yourself as well as your partner enough to share that type of information because if you do that the sex is just fire every single time. That's so true. But mm-hmm. what you say, like you have to, you have to know yourself before yeah. you can communicate it with your yeah. partner. Yeah, you got to know what you like. Right. Which is why I think sex workers are obviously on the forefront of, of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Absolutely. But because also you might be shy with sharing that with your partner, but you can go on a site and type in whatever, your fetish is and you get pages of it and you're like, okay, there's people like me out there. I now feel brave enough to go and tell my partner what my fetish is. Totally. And I mean, so much of my work is guys who come on and they can't even articulate what they want or what they like. And they're so nervous about it or they genuinely don't know. They don't know what they don't know, but they want to 
And right. so many of them come to this space to figure it out because they want to be able to incorporate it into their relationship. They want to be able to take it back, but it's important how they do that. Like it's important mm -hmm. the way that they communicate that. And I'll say that obviously I think a lot of people never do communicate it. That's why a lot of people do just go to porn and find, you know, they can endlessly watch videos and they can kind of like have their own, they yeah. can stay in their own world with it. And yeah. I've really loved increasingly meeting clients who are trying to take that a step further. They're like, I've watched so much porn and I'm, I'm not, it like becomes to a point where they're not consuming it in a way that's actually helping them. Like it's not becoming mm -hmm. like a, it's not an aid anymore. It's like, because now they're so in their heads, they're so in their heads. And yeah. so I love that they're coming to a space and actually communicating with that's why I fucking love the internet, you know, like people mm -hmm. can go on and actually communicate with sex workers and find a dom to work with. And actually, instead of just fantasizing about it all day long, every single day, like, how can you incorporate this into your life? <laughs> For real? Abs absolutely. Maybe you have that conversation. <laughs> you want to learn how to spank somebody because there is, as you know, there is a right way to spank somebody. Yes, there yeah. is. <laughs> Listen, yes, there is. <laughs> you don't do it right. It is not good. Yeah. It is just all bad. But you just you go to a sex worker, you go to a dom because that's who taught me. Mm -hmm. And life life changed after that. I was like, oh, that's what it's supposed to feel like. Okay. There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and then I took that knowledge and I passed it to the civvies. <laughs> that's what we do. You know, that is what we do. Lord's work. <laughs> just doing the Lord's work and taking the brunt of it and taking yeah. the brunt of it. But yeah, I mean, if you and if you and your partner decide you want to spice up your sex life, uh, don't start by going to get the scariest whip at the sex shop and <laughs> whipping the shit out of each other. Someone's going to end up with a ruptured yeah. kidney. Right. Start with your hand. Start gently. Start gently. Stay away from the tailbone. Yeah. We yeah. don't go on the bone. We, yes. we aim it. The meat of the meat That's of the right. ass. <laughs> firm right. a little rub afterwards <laughs> i wish you could see me i wish you could see me demonstrating right now <laughs> Sex smack workers, it rub it down <laughs> smack it, rub it down like mm, exactly but good slut <laughs> they made a rap song about that like years ago and they said smack it rub it down <laughs> smack it rub it down <laughs> Like years ago, like in the nineties. I, I don't know it. But so they I knew. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. Please do. Yeah. I would play it right now, but copyright laws. Right. <laughs> so, but then aftercare is just as important as foreplay. You know. Yes. Oh, thanks for saying that. That's all. That's amazing, and that's something that the BDSM kink community just truly excels at. Yeah. In the world far so, and beyond. Because you may feel like the dirtiest thing. Oh my gosh. If I go into a church, I'm going to burst in the flames after the most amazing sex that you just had. Aftercare comes in where your partner is like, it's okay. It's normal. You're normal. If you enjoyed it, lean into that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
don't lean into what society is telling you is appropriate. Absolutely. And also, especially in this space when there's kinks like humiliation or CBT. Oh, yeah. Cucking, especially part like in relationships when there's cucking Mm -hmm. involved, things like that, any type of BD, any type of role play. Yeah. Afterwards, it's so important to check in. What did you like? What didn't you like? And at the end of the day, we're still, we're two humans. We're equals and mm-hmm. we play and then we come out of play and treat each other with respect. And mm-hmm. I think that that, I wish that that were common in civvy relationships. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. wish that were common in uh, normal relationships when people, and that's, it's kind of crazy. The perceptions that people have about this world when it's a world that takes that, the humanity of another person after you play in whatever capacity right. that values it and takes it so seriously. And yet people meet at the bar and fuck and have a one night stand or people right. fuck for a couple months or hook up and then they just ghost each other or they play games. They play hard to get. They don't know what each other are thinking. They don't communicate about sex. They don't talk about what felt good afterwards. They do positions that don't feel good. Fake orgasms. Like there's all sorts of crazy shit happening that there is no aftercare. (laughs) There's no aftercare in a lot of just traditional sexual relationships. I think the saddest thing for me is a person that feels like they have to fake their orgasm. Oh gosh. I've faked one orgasm in my entire life. And I've never done it again. Me too. And after I immediately regretted it, I was like, why? Why wasn't I? I I wasn't honest. You were. We lied to ourselves and we lied to the partner, you know. For why? Like to make him feel better? Like to make to make him feel better. Like if I wanted it to be over, I could have just said I want it to be over. Like I didn't have to perform. No, one time girlfriend. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. One and done for me as well. And it was, I, I was just like, seriously, you are so much better than this. <laughs> yeah. Like I would give myself pep top, like, this is not you. Now you, it's like, you're already, you're, you're in a bad mood because you didn't get that release. Oh yeah. No. You know, and mm. then you felt you had to stroke a person's ego and leave that release. Mm-mm. No, it's No. No, it's not worth it. we are not faking orgasms not. this year, ladies. No, no, it's not. Like I've been the one to be like, you know, like, did you come yet? No, Mm-mm. no, Why not? no, I did not. Because you don't know what you're doing. So you lay down. Let me take over. Let me take over. And it's amazing that you know how to take over. And yeah, yeah. There's a there's an unfortunate amount of women out there who have never had an orgasm and who struggle to and a lot of it you know some of it comes down to partners who are unwilling to learn but some of it comes down to how we were never really taught right for ourselves and we don't you know a lot of women do not know their own bodies and haven't right. explored pleasure with themselves felt safe enough to do that i i don't know where this came from but it's like 
as you're growing up as a girl and you're going through puberty, you're you, it's all of a sudden you have this shame. You want to hide. You don't want to tell people that you're on your period. You don't want to tell people that you're growing puberty, pubic hair. It becomes shameful. I was lucky enough to where it was celebrated in my family. My family has always been very sex positive, you know, and, but I have seen those girls where they were embarrassed. I didn't care. My brother would go and get me tampons. Like that's just how we just didn't care in my, in my household. And it starts with that. It starts with puberty, with the shame, because you're afraid to ask questions. You don't want to look silly or whatever, you know, and as you start experimenting and learning what you like and what you don't like, it's very rare that girls, luckily my sister had me and I had my mom. So it's mm. very rare that girls would be like, hey, this is what happened. Is is this normal? Can I feel this way? You know, just to have that outlet. It's it's very, very rare. And I think that that's the, the start of having issues with orgasms. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff really? that encompasses it, but at its crux, it starts when you're you're younger. I totally agree. It starts with shame. There was a Emily who came on. She's a mm-hmm. sex educator and intimacy coach and when she works with women who have trouble orgasming, one of the first things she asks is what are some of the words that come to your mind when you mm-hmm. think about learning about sex. And Mm -hmm. those are the words that come shame, dirty, like guilty, slut, nasty. Yeah. And like you said, sex is mental. Like those, those words and those beliefs don't change just because we are in love with the person that we're with. They don't change just because we're horny, like just because we want to get off those feelings and those attachments, they don't go away and they take a lot of deconstructing. Yeah, absolutely. It's so sad. And I'm, I'm so happy that the younger generations, you know, after me are so in tune with their bodies and sex positive and everything, you know? So I, I think that that stigma is starting to go away a little bit, at least from what I've, you know, experienced. Cause remember I'll be 44 in March. So mm. everybody Almost everybody are my kids. <laughs> I'll be 30 next month. So oh, I'm your God. kid. Just You're my little sister. sister. Yeah, little sis, little sis. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so, so much. You have the energy for it. And as yes. someone who works in this industry and spends a lot of time on calls and working with, with people it's a beautiful thing to have someone like you who's so uplifting and willing to provide your energy and protection and like your presence feels like a prayer almost. (laughs) We get shitted on so much already for what we do. Do you know what I mean? There, we need people. Like I even need people. Yeah. Who do you have? I have my mom. It's amazing. My best friend. I have amazing hypnotherapist Jordan. Oof! You were telling me about Jordan. I'm trying to. I'm trying to hit hit up Jordan. (laughs) Yes, yes. I will definitely send you her information. I met her at Expos, and she was there with Pineapple Support with the singing bowls. Wait. 
I know Jordan. I yeah. I met Jordan at Xbiz. Mm -hmm. I you're working with her. I mm -hmm. am so jealous. I want to jump on oh, yeah. that freaking train so quick. Amazing. Hands down. And she like holds like workshops in LA all the time. I'm not even like she's <laughs> I see her tomorrow. I'm like, hey, I gave you free advertisement, sis. You're welcome. <laughs> no, oh, no, but okay. she's great. Like she was the one that pulled Ella Shante out. That is incredible. I had no idea. I didn't put two and two mm -hmm. together. I met so many people at Expos. So many AVN. People. Literally, I was my thing of the week. I people would come up and say hi, or I would see someone and start talking to them. And I would be like, do I, did I meet you at speed networking? Did I meet you at the cocktail party last night? Like, have I watched your porn? Like I, I, where did I know you from? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I suffer from that as well. Like, cause Ella is an easy name to remember and people will come up to me and I'm like, I am so sorry. I feel like the biggest asshole, but what's your name again? I'm like, Please help. Let's and I'm okay. Check the dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm really sorry. I'm really bad with names, but really good with faces. So I will be quick and to butcher. Also name. stoners. <laughs> We're also stoners. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I might be I'm a little bit high right now. Can you just help assist out? Help me I'm out. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, she's amazing. And what does that amazing. look? What does this? What does a hypnotherapy session look like for people who? So, and I've I've heard a little bit about them, but it's a lot like meditation, but a little bit deeper. So, if you mm -hmm. already meditate and you can already get yourself into that space, then you can do hypnotherapy. So, hypnotherapy starts for me. It might be different for others, but for me, we went over the things that I was experiencing, the trauma that I had, like there was a specific situation that I just could not get over. And I am a very water off a duck's back person mm -hmm. where I just let whatever doesn't phase me. It is what it is. But this one subject, I couldn't let go. And it had been a year and I was still upset about it, you know? And so we talked about all of that and she gave me, you know how you go outside and you ground yourself in grass or water or whatever? Mm -hmm. She gave me mental groundings. So Ooh. I, so she, we did like a, almost like a guided meditation, but deeper for mental, for mental groundings. So when something starts to upset me or I start to get nervous, these mental groundings that she set in place for me. I know what to do instantly. I know like I, you know, take boxing. So one of my things is whenever I'm in a room full of people is I automatically get into a boxing stance because it's a room full of people. I can get out. You see how short I am. I'm five four on a good day. I can get knocked over, <laughs> you know, and it just, it gives me, it gives me strength. I stand in that power. That's my power pose. It's like the that's Superman my, pose, you know? Yes. That's the Superman pose where you're standing in front I of the I fuck with the Superman screen. pose. Yeah. Heavy. Me too. Heavy. Me too. Like, yeah. I am a bad bitch. <laughs> that's right. In your Superman pose. Yeah. But then I take it a step further and I get into that boxing pose and I ground myself mentally. 
And it helps me with my anxiety if I have to talk to difficult people, stuff like that. It also, because of the situation that I was dealing with, part of my identity wasn't showing on purpose. As I told you, my name is Ella Shante, Mm -hmm. went by Ella because it was just easier growing up. Send 10 resumes under Ella, you get 10 calls back. Send 10 resumes under Shante, it's a little too ethnic. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point to where it was like my inner child breaking out, demanding to come out, and her name is Shante. Hell yeah, there is not it. Ella without Shantae and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like that's just me. And I need to stand in that and not shrink myself down to make you feel comfortable. I have to remind myself that too. So that's what she helped me do. So think of it like a guided med- meditation, but deeper, almost like, you know, where you're almost to the point of falling asleep, but you're still like you can still hear everything, Mm -hmm. but you're almost there. Mm -hmm. That's where you have to be for meditation and also for um, hypnotherapy, because that's the rest of your mind working. It's like theta stage. Yes. That's amazing. And so she helps you get to that space. And then she helps me get to that space and guides me and brings to the forefront what's really wrong because she was like Ella what what's why are you really here what's really wrong i gave my answer but i didn't realize my answer was a generic answer i didn't realize it was it was a right answer and it was honest but it wasn't as honest as i needed it to be for me and she was the one to help me pull that out of myself wow so like inner child journal work and stuff like that, <laughs> not to get to. I had, I didn't connect the dots and realize it was so recent that, that you were working with her and that you are coming out as Ella Shante. Yeah. I feel so honored for you to be doing it here. Coming and out so pretty. Fucking proud of you. Like that ha- that's happened since I met you. I feel like I need a Tara or something. <laughs> you should. Do you have one? I don't. All I have is my vape. <laughs> Your vape. I have my jo- I have my joint. So I I'll, I'll light my in in honor of Ella Shante. I'm so fucking proud yes. of you. And even just in this episode, it's inspiring to me. Yeah how doing that deep inner work allows you to own who you are and own your name. Right. I can't be my authentic self and help other people, you know, if I'm not standing in that, like I have to stand and this is me, take it or leave it. Yeah. That's how I can help more people. Cause I know I'm a light worker. I don't want to be one, but it is what it is. (laughs) I feel like so many light workers feel that way, at least a lot of the time. They're like, listen, <laughs> I'm exhausted. Listen. No, I think it's beautiful and it's inspiring. Yeah. I think you are inspiring. Thank more, you. Thank you. Yeah. More women, more women of color and with ethnic backgrounds to fuck. It's okay fuck to just be you. Says. Yeah, it's you. okay. Because you're always going to find your tribe no matter what. It may take a little bit and it may not be a straight road. Gosh, it was definitely not a straight road for me. 
but I ended up finding my people, like my tribe, like the mm-hmm. sex industry, like that's my tribe. Mm-hmm. When I went to Washington, D.C. last year to go and learn from the Woodhull Foundation and learn about all of the activism that they were doing, you know, on Capitol Hill, I was like, I am an activist. These are my people. You know, I'm going to fight for my people. Fuck yeah. You're fighting for your people and you're fighting for yourself. And I feel, and sex workers and people in the sex industry are on the forefront of freedom of expression, freedom of speech, freedom to be whoever the fuck each individual wants to be. It is a, it is a dirty. We don't care. We'll get dirty. Yeah, no, and more and more yeah. ways than fucking a few. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> we, we do get dirty, and we're not afraid of it. it no. Makes us fucking tough. <laughs> exactly, but where you know, in civvy industries, you have to put on a face every single day, and that's exhausting. Like in my community, it's it's called code switching, where we talk one way around us, our slang that we can all understand. But then when somebody comes in of a different culture, then we are talking very proper. And <laughs> yeah, no, code switch. And that's and that's so exhausting. It's so exhausting. It's like if you went to your grandma's and grandma didn't know that you're a dummy mommy and she thought that you're like still heavy in the church and you had to remember a whole bunch of like different scriptures or whatever. And you're like, fuck, I'm exhausted. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's completely <laughs> exhausting. I mean, that's how I feel about people who have corporate and vanilla jobs and feel like they have to pretend to be someone else all day long. And in fact, with legislation trying to be pushed through that says all sex workers are coerced, that it can never be an empowered choice and we're all coerced and we're all being taken advantage of and exploited. But, you know, I haven't punched a clock in years and get to choose who I work with and I get to be myself on a daily basis and I get to have colleagues that I love and adore and that are for the large part, at least a lot of the ones I'm close with are doing deep inner work uh, for themselves and for others in really large ways. I'm like, who's who's really fucking coarse and exploited here? You know what though, <laughs> but I just find it kind of ironic that these politicians that are trying to pass these laws are also the same politicians that utilize our fucking services. Dude, get the fuck out of town. That is so fucking true. Literally. And <laughs> these politicians are only still in, in office because sex workers do not out people. That's just we they don't do it. They do not. Nope. We don't do it. We don't out people. They need to be thanking their fucking stars because baby, I oh, wish. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's Let incredible. Let me be Domina Ella or whatever my name <laughs> would be. <laughs> and a politician come and be like, Domina Ella, please spank me. And you have the audacity to try to pass this bill Mm -hmm. and I got footage 
Mm-hmm. I'm out in all of it. So they better be glad that they are given grace by the industry because honey, I'm petty. I am oh. petty. And the grace that the sex industry has given these politicians is absolutely amazing. No, it, it is. is absolutely it's amazing. So incredible. I mean, it's just because they're politicians does not change the fact that when people are so loud about something and so angry, like on visceral level levels where they feel like they have to advocate against it when it's not harming them, they're, you know, what's the, like a hit dog hollers kind of, <laughs> somebody said that recently. And I was like, yeah, yes. like, why are you so affected by this? Why do LGBT rights bother you so fucking much? Could it be that you live with an anger every single day? A part of you hates you that you want to suck a cock and you have never felt okay with that or you have never felt okay with exploring your sexuality. And how many subs do I get? calling me who are begging to suck a strap on or begging to be a cuck for my man and I who on the outside are advocates against LGBT like who are who would literally be rude to gay people and it's like you're fucking so loud in your hate it's such a fucking projection and to think that that doesn't Uh go up into politics is fucking batshit (laughs) One already got caught for using campaign funds on one of the websites. George you Santos. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. See, okay. See, I wasn't gonna name drop, but, <laughs> but oh, yeah, that name. Fucking you know, George Santos. So- Matt Gates is another one who is in trouble right now. Who was super fucking loud about every anti-fucking traditional, every- typical conservative bullshit thing that you could be on he's on about and now he's wrapped up in a fucking scandal so it's like yeah it's just Lindsey graham and his ladybugs yeah <laughs> uh, it fucking goes on yeah it, it, they're they're corrupt if they were just living in their authentic selves that's instead it of trying to to control women's bodies because let's be let's be fair let's be clear and honest at the very base of all of this stuff, it's to control women and control right. women's bodies. You mess with LGBTQIA. Okay. That's messing with women. However you identify. If you, yeah, if it's fucking with women, the abortion bill fucking with women. Yeah. These are, it's men. And I love my men. I do. I really do. I do too. The majority of them are great. But that little fucking 10% that thinks that they know what happens when you're having a miscarriage and, oh, we're going to throw you into prison because you're having, like, you have control over that. I have a problem with. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's mean, insane. Get off of my soapbox. <laughs> no, but it's true. But you don't see people in the sex work industry telling people no. what the fuck to do with their bodies or their lives no. because- no. It's a group of people who who want to be free to express themselves and have worked really hard in order to do that and with and extend that same courtesy to other people. So I like people yeah. in the sex work industry are some of the most incredible people I've ever met Absolutely. because it's just a group of people wanting to experience freedom and wanting to extend that freedom 
to others. Whereas then I go out into the world and it's all these people who are like hating them, parts of themselves and suppressing parts of themselves and projecting it on to other people everywhere they go. And they're not in a society that encourages them to do really anything different, you know? And that's where the protection comes in. I was going to say, and that is where protection comes in. That's where in. the protection comes in. That's where, you know, there is, it's a fucking dumpster fire outside and there's drama going on. Maybe take a social media break. Yeah. You know, maybe just, you know, go outside, leave your phone. It's so incredible. I God, I'm so gonna age myself, but <laughs> when I grew up, oh fuck, I can't even like God, I hate myself right now. But when I grew up, we didn't live by the phone. Like we yeah, everybody's fuck. telephone numbers and all that bullshit. But we were all like we met at one central place and we just hung out and played and people weren't on their phones. Social media wasn't such a big thing. We could go to concerts where you could actually see the show and not everybody's fucking hands. Hey, I remember that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm old so enough to mad. That. <laughs> like my my Renaissance like experience was ruined because of all these fucking cameras. And okay, granted, I did so take weird videos too. <laughs> yeah, but who but actually yeah, even watches weird. those videos? Back? Like live in the moment. You know, I will. I will because so I'm a part of the Beehive. I try okay, to go fair to enough. Okay, one. seeing Renaissance and that's fair yeah. enough. But when you can't go to a single concert these days yeah. because all of the phones I are up recording the entire show, and it's like, listen, you're never. Could you just? You're never going to watch that entire thing back. Like, put your fucking phone. <laughs> and it was those people that were on the the apps that were posting the Renaissance, and I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and buy my tickets now. Because mother is acting like she got she about to retire. So let me go ahead. <laughs> oh, I think this is her swan song, though. She got a lot. She never talks. She's never out in the open. And this bitch has been out for like, this has been like the best Black History Month ever because Beyonce has been out with the country yeah. and the hair care and like all she kinds of shit. kills me with the con- <laughs> her new country song, Kill Texas Hold'em. I like I just, like it. I, I like, I'm I'm kind of dying over just seeing like fucking like country boys dances. doing like line dance like line dances yes. in like Oklahoma. I'm like, wait a second. Like so she just really she funny. just she just got all y'all. <laughs> so so I I went to school in Oklahoma and I still have friends there and they were saying that there were country stations that refused to play the new Beyonce oh. country songs because they didn't consider her country and the fans lost their shit. And that now they're is playing so it. fucked. So now they're playing it. And I was like, now they're playing it. And, I was, and they of were course. like, this is not what country is about, but I was, but if you really do the history of country, a black person started it. Yeah. It's like cow- there were black cowboys. It's like most things that white yeah. that white Americans enjoy. Oh, they're like, oh no, she can't. I mean, when she went and performed with the Dixie Chicks at the CMAs like six or seven years ago, you could tell they were like, why is she here in our space? And what I love, if you listen to Beyonce, it's like she's slowly taking back the music genres. I was actually... Just about to say, it's she is 
very intentionally going into all of them and very, showing yeah. very intentionally. And what else is left? There's it's it's a it's a finite amount of genres. There's only a few left before I I I just have a feeling she's gonna be like peace out. Like yo, that's the <laughs> that's the theory. I she's believe it. Going in and taking back every genre of music revealing the world to itself and then she's going to piece the fuck out <laughs> yeah i i believe it i believe it i believe that she's going to be at the sphere and the, the sphere is going to like charge like seven eight hundred bucks per ticket and be that dumbass being like please take my money queen. take my money <laughs> take my money <laughs> even though you don't need i was a dumbass that like bought 180 dollars worth of her um secret like hair care <laughs> shit that just launched. I was like, you know, I do need some more shampoo and conditioner. And how is it? Later. I don't know. I just ordered it. Okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> the shit better be good. Cause it was $180. Yeah. Like I was like, damn, oh, damn. I don't get no like discount. I still keep my cosmetology <sighs> license active. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, she's like that's that's gonna be a no. You have to get you have to get right. back to us on how that on how it is though. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because listen, I'm gonna be all over social media, like shaming and dragging it, dragging if it. If it's shit, I am going to be I'm going to be making videos. I'm gonna be tagging people. Hell yeah, share this. This is bullshit. Absolutely. I can't imagine <laughs> that it will be. I can't imagine that it will be. No, I'm. I'm like her mama was was a hairdresser, so she grew up. Those in pictures that shop. they released were just absolutely just top, like the matriarchy. Yeah. I, I, and it's it's so funny because beauty salons are also heavily like. That's just African-American culture. The beauty shop, you stay there all day. You learn stuff. Like my little sister is named after my former, my mom and my former hairstylist, Zena. Like it's just- I it, love that name like so a much. Sense of community. Thank you. It's like a sense of community. You're going in there. You know you're going to be there all day because everybody's shooting the shit. You know? <laughs> so, That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's Fucking sick, man. Beyonce. She's yeah. just like fine wine. I know. I fine, know. fine wine. I hope she's staying protected. Speaking of. She is. Um, she actually practices an African traditional religion. And she is actually plays, uh, praised to and worships a goddess deity named Oshun. Oshun mm-hmm. is a water spirit I don't know too much about, I don't remember if she's a river spirit or if she is an ocean spirit, but her colors are yellow. So if you look at her when she was in her powerful stage, she was wearing yellows. When she was pregnant with the twins, she was like dressed like the Mother Mary. Like that was like almost like Oshun. A lot of like her symbolism in a lot of her um, videos is based in that African traditional religion. Because remember, her mom is Creole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. her dad's from Alabama. So, yeah. And her sister, Solange, she prays to Jemaya, which is another water goddess. So one is blue. So she's always wearing a lot of blue colors. And then one is yellow. 
and Beyonce wears a lot of bright colors, lots of yeah. yellow. Lots it's of the yellow. beehive. Mm-hmm. Yep. Honey is one of the offerings that you give Oshun. It's all coming full circle. Mm-hmm. She really is mother, mother she goddess of our, <laughs> of our generation. Eh? <laughs> I have like the most like random pieces of information in my head. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering how like you know, but it doesn't surprise me at all. It makes sense. The it, it makes it makes sense that I would learn about this from you. This is beautiful. She, I so I would see so when she had her lemonade album. I would see her lemonade album. I would watch the entire thing and I would see different things. And I know a lot of the different African deities. And I was like, oh, that's very Oshun. And she actually said it in one of her songs. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I'd love to send me the song. I would love to listen to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which absolutely. one? I've I've heard all of them in Pat. Like I've heard all of them, but I don't, I don't I could not tell you which one it was. That's I would love to. Um Black Parade. Black Parade. If you listen to the original, it really breaks down what she believes. That's just one one song that she I was like, oh, we're really out there. We're like, fuck it. We're gonna share what our beliefs are. Like it was, it was Black Parade is a song that it is what's understood doesn't need to be said type mm. song. So yeah. I was like, aha, I see what you did there, but it was still a bop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Beyonce be throwing, sprinkling little shit in all of her songs. I knew that. I mean, I knew, but I've, yeah. I've been yeah. schooled a little bit on Beyonce today. Like yeah. oh, I've all, yeah. I hail her. I've always hailed her, but like, you know, really yeah. she's. Yeah. That uh, Black is King. I think it's on, it's on Disney plus mm -hmm. that entire, just watch that entire thing. That entire thing is steeped in African spirituality. When you watch it, please like like text me any questions and I'll break it down for you. Because it's deep. Wow. It's such a beauty. It like it didn't get the love that it should have gotten, but it's such such a beautiful masterpiece. Like it like dug deep into it. And it started with lemonade. It also actually started really? when Jay Z cheated. Yeah, it started when Jay Z cheated on her. Because that's basically what Lemonade is about. Okay, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah. So if you listen to or you watch like the visual album or whatever, you start to see, she starts to say certain things and you start to see different types of colors that are popping in and coming in and like the type of energy that they say Oshun has, which is very fiery energy, which is that video sorry she's wearing that beautiful golden gown and she has mm -hmm. the mat and she's hitting the cars and like tearing shit up with that bat That's yeah Oshun energy that is oshun right there yeah wow that is so cool is this like is this like no knowledge or am i am i just out of it like surely i would it's have known not, this if it was but it makes so much sense. But she's very, uh, it's just it's infused not, into all of her work. It's just infused, it's infused you. It's in a part of her. Work. It is her. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things to where if you were raised in it, you would recognize. Recognize it. Yeah. You would recognize it. You know. And so, it's one yeah. of those things that doesn't have to be said. If it's understood, it doesn't have to be said. Exactly. And she, but she flat out said it on Black Parade. She said what, who was on her. It's called Who's on Your Head. So it's called, she said Oshun. And then she said Jemaya when it came to her sister. And I was like, oh, tell us more. Tell us ev oh, everything that you yeah. believe. So, you know, in voodoo, 
coincides with hoodoo. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to voodoo because that wasn't our practice. But what I can say is a lot of the stuff that both do go hand in hand. They work together. Yeah. So as Beyonce, is Beyonce considered voodoo? Um, I would say she's considered more hoodoo, but because okay. she's from her, her, she's Creole and the Creole, they practice both entertain interchangeably. Wow. So yeah. whereas hoodoo is more with the earth and with plants and, mm -hmm. and nature, animals, yeah. Voodoo different from yeah. Me? Voodoo is it's 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 dealing with the same thing, but then you're adding words because words are spells and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you're doing different things to where you want to well, actually this is a hoodoo thing. Let's say you want to dominate something. Let's say you're going and you're in the civvy world and you're going into like a crazy like business meeting and you don't, you know, that person doesn't like you, you know, that person is going to go against you. You're going to write that person's name down and you're going to write how you want to dominate them. And you're going to fold that piece of paper away from you. And you're going to put it in your left shoe and you're going to walk on that person. Right. And then you watch how that shit turns around. I will what? tell you a story outside of this on how it works. That is cool. Yeah, I'll tell you like outside of this. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna need to know. I'm gonna need to know. <laughs> the details, yeah. <laughs> and then oppositely, if you're you're wanting something, you you want to bring something into you, you want it, it's light, it's positive, it's good, it's abundance. You're going to write down whatever that is, fold the paper towards you, and then put it into your right shoe, and you're going to walk there. So there may have been an event where I had something in my left shoe and something in my right shoe, and it completely worked. Oh, wow. I cannot wait to try that. Yeah. I swear you and I could just talk back and forth for forever. I'm... <laughs> So it's interested that, it's in that energy your brain and <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it with me and with us. And you're officially um my my big witchy sister. I I am honored to be your witchy big sister. My witchy big sister. If there's anybody else that needs a witchy bitch, witch big sister. I'm your sis. I got you. Yeah. Why don't you tell yes. everybody where can they find you? And also tell us about what you offer. I know. Do you offer personal like coaching sessions? Um, if I, if I know you, I will. Um, that's like a one-off and that's like a deep thing because if I'm coaching you, we're going to like dig deep into it. So you have to be ready to be honest with yourself. I'm not going to know if you're going to be honest or not, but you got to be ready to be honest with yourself. You know, as long as you're ready, hell yeah, I'll coach you. I don't care. So you can like, find <laughs> well, tell the people where to find you in case I'm on X or Twitter. I'm never going to call it. X. Nobody's ever going to call it X. Ever. And I'm uh, Ella Ella 3385. On both, on just on Twitter, yes? On Twitter, yeah. And then on Instagram, I am Cholula Loving Chick. 
Because I love Cholula. I love Cholula. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cholula loving chick. Just, you know, follow me. My my um my Twitter is open. My Instagram is private. So, but I'll follow if I know that you saw me on here. I'll let you into my world. Oh, everybody is gonna want to be let into your world. My world is a beautiful place. Just, you know, DM me, Domina Ella. Domina Ella Shante. I think that that is an insanely (laughs) beautiful name. And it's shocking me that you haven't already been using Ben Domina Ella for years and years and years and years. Because it's just so natural to you. I love Greek and Roman like history. And I saw a show and the, the lady of the house was called Domina. And I was like, yes, you are, bitch. I want to be that when I grow up. And it just always stuck with me, Domina. Yeah, I love Domina. Honestly, Queen Low, like I became Queen Low years before I became a dominatrix. It's like weird. <laughs> so if I, because my name's Lauren, so it just was the, mm-hmm. the short. And had I picked it, I think if I were to pick it now, I might would go with Domina. You know, we need to bring Domina back because I don't hear that a lot. Domina Augustina was on the podcast and she was the first professional that I like experienced and started learning, began learning from. And I just, I I love love it. Domina Augustina from Argentina. She's just amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's a good name. She's so hot and wonderful. Like just. I would totally, I would totally call her mommy. Sight and scene based off of that name. Yes. Yes. Mommy. That would be an honor. I hope he's listening to this. That's an honor. Yes. Yes. Mommy. Whatever you want. Just based off of that name. That's such a powerful name. It is. Yeah. But Queen Low, like that is a powerful name too. And it's It's like two syllables, two syllables. It's like the, uh, you know, but (laughs) it's like, fuck you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. Literally. Yeah. Yes. So I love your name too, but thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you being here and all that you do. I look forward to continuing our witchy trials. Absolutely. This is (laughs) is the beginning. I'm going to start sending you all kinds of random (laughs) shit now. All kinds of random stuff. Like, Lo, FYI, you need to do this because it's the new moon. You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Keep me I on my you. cycle, my moon cycles. <laughs> thank you so, so, so much. And thank you everyone for listening. Join me back here next week on Thy Queendom Come. What you waiting for? She's got what you need while you over there at the Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC, music by Guillermo Jamont Jr. and LDK, 
All stories and audio used with permission. Names and details have been changed to protect the sluts involved. You got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) 